everyone. Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm joined by Nico Tortorella, actor and creator of the Love Bomb podcast and all around spectacular and sexy human. Our discussion was pretty hot, but we also talked about how we're living in a time of sexual fluidity and experimentation and why that's good for your sexual health how to create a successful polyamorous relationship that's fulfilling and pleasurable. Nico shares his best tips for going down, and you're going to want to take notes. Plus, I might even have an orgasm during the podcast. Enjoy the show. I know I did. You often ask me about new ways to connect with your partner and keep things super hot. Well, I've got the solution that will add adventure to your sex life in all the right ways. The Jive from WeVibe is the perfect way to experience discreet pleasure that you can wear alone or have a partner control. It's an insertable vibe that allows you to feel pleasure wherever and whenever. And when you pair it with the WeConnect app on your phone, you can cycle through the Jive's 10 vibration patterns. Wear it on your date night or running errands. Hey, there's no rules. It's also fun to build custom vibes so you experience different sensations or hand control over to your partner and let them surprise you whether they're across the table or across the country. And because it's from WeVibe, you know this thing is packing the power. To get your jive, visit sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash WeVibe today. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. The women know about shrinkage. Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can check out all of our podcasts. We've got a lot going on there. Our blogs. You know, we're posting stuff every week, that every day, actually, that's going to um, help your sex life. This week, we've got What the Fetish? Um, we explore the origin of fetishes. We delve into the uh, work to remove the stigma that's associated with a lot of fetishes. You guys are always saying, what's up with the foot fetish? What's up with BDSM? What's up with cross-dressing? We will cover that in the blog. Also, five ways to kink up your date night, because who doesn't want to kink that up? Those are just some from the last few days. And also follow me on social media, because I love that. I love hearing from you. I love answering your questions. It's Sex with Emily, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter across the board. I'm very excited to get to my guest right now. I have Nico Tortorella. 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 That's how you say it, right? Tortorella. Nicolo Luigi Tortorella. Of course. Just as Irish as you can get. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh my God, that's amazing. Okay, so Nico and I met. It was so fun. The the Cosmo magazine, Mm -hmm. let's talk about... Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex panel. Oh, no, it was let's talk about, and we were on the sex panel. Yeah, which was like obviously the best panel. Totally, yeah. Because they were like, let's talk about, I don't know what else, gardening. We were downstairs eating. Empowerment. Empowerment, oh yeah. Yeah, important stuff. No, really important. Empowering women, like confidence, but we were like all of that, and people loved it. Like they were kind of freaking out. All the cause, they were like, you two, you guys should take it on the road. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. So maybe this is our first version of like taking it on the road, because... This is the appetizer for yeah, the road exactly. trip. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that we should like form a podcast band and take it on the road? Mm. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about Nico. If you don't know who Nico is, you're going to want to just check all his stuff out. He's been in a lot of uh, TV shows, movie roles since 2009. He's starring in Younger, 
which is on TV Land and Hulu. Which congratulations, by the way, Thanks. like like your fifth season. We're going into five in February. That's, yeah. Okay, like that's that's huge. It's like a real show. No, it's yeah. like for real. Like five. Like uh-huh. you want to get two that's big, but five is like. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. And he's, he's just super talented. You're a poet, Aww. writer, musician, mu- musically inclined musician. Yeah, 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 See, like, sure. every, like, what don't you do? Um, what don't I do? Like math on a regular basis? Right. Oh, good. Like we do calculators. <laughs> we pay people to do math. Um, and he loves humans. He loves I people. Do. And he's got a podcast called The Love Bomb Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you guys have to check it out because you guys are all podcast listeners. I love sharing new podcasts that I think that you're really going to enjoy. So you really, you've interviewed a lot of really interesting people. Yeah, it's been uh, great. It's been like the soul of my work recently. You know, I think as an actor, you spend so much time working on other people's projects, right? And you you kind of lose track of like what that driving force is. And as soon as I got behind a microphone and started getting this message out, right? And I don't, I wasn't even sure what the message was. And I'm still to this day not really sure what the message is, to be honest with you, outside of like acceptance and love. Something just like clicked. I just love communicating with yeah, people. And right. I think there's something about this platform where, I mean, when in life do you like block out an hour to sit across from somebody like this and have a real human conversation that is just like based in trusting each right. other? Exactly. You know? You're right. And you really do feel like it's just the two of us. Like there's no, I don't think about all the people that are going to be listening. Mm. I, I know that there are people will, uh, hopefully forever people will be listening, <laughs> yeah. but it's really like, I forget the mics are here and yeah. we're just getting into it. It's, and I think that you have that same kind of intimacy on your podcast as well, I guess. Yeah. All, maybe most podcasts. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, some people, I think it's a little different, but I'd read that you're just inspired by the conversations that you were already having with people in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, w- and- I was having a lot of conversations about sexuality and gender identity, and that was the focus of the podcast in the beginning. That was like what I was getting into. It's kind of just where my head was circling. As time has gone by, it's definitely shifted a really natural, beautiful shift. Yeah. It started to shift into this world of spirituality and sense of higher self and, and next level, which I think is really based in this idea of figuring out who you are and what you want, right? right. And if you're taking that step into your own sexuality or your own gender identity, that is inherently a first step in a spiritual exploration of it's sorts. Tr- it's true. It's so interesting because I think the journey to figuring out who we are and what we want mm-hmm. Is is just? I mean, I I think you're first of all you're never done because I think you're always changing. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, but I think that it's it, you think it would be easier. Or there's a lot of people that aren't even on the path, but you think like oh, I already know who I am. I know who I am, and then you mm. get hopefully you get to the point in life where you're like, oh, you know what? I think I really don't know. And you think it would be easier because you're like it's me. But there's always different layers to right. go back, and we're always changing. Yeah. So I want to get into your spiritual journey next, but first because I am interested in a lot of stuff you've been through. <laughs> but I want to talk about gender mm-hmm. and sexuality. And first, let's start out with how you identify. Yeah, I am uh, a human being most of the time. <laughs> Um, I am a uh, cisgender, uh, bisexual, who explores polyamory. Okay. So I'm going to have you break down. We were a lot of the terms that we're talking about today, because I think it's the wild, wild west of like gender identity right now. I Mm -hmm. think it's very confusing to people, including myself sometimes. I'm like, wait, cis, I got to stop and think, Mm -hmm. right? Were you male? Were you female? You know, so cis, I mean, is there the gender you're born with? Yeah. Cisgender is the opposite of transgender. Right, exactly. Transgender is very much so in the zeitgeist right right. now. Yes. Opposite of trans. Right. Yes. So you're born as a man. So you, but you don't, I do not say, would you say that you're a man though? You said cisgender. So you you said, just said cisgender man. Cisgender. Yes. Right. Cisgender male. 
male. Bisexual, right. yeah. Okay, bisexual. I didn't say male in there. I you just didn't, said, no. but some people don't want to be identified as either right, male that, or female. Yeah, I mean, there's what, 72 different gender options on Facebook right now? Yes. Yeah. If you don't want to be identified as either or, there are a plethora of words that you can choose from. Agender, gender nonconforming, gender nonbinary. The, the list is... Do, and do you know what... The, do you understand all of them? I don't understand all of them. <laughs> and as interested as I am in gender identity, I am also not attached to the idea of like having definition for each gender personally. You know, right. I or like studying it outside of the people that I'm having a conversation right. with. Like if I if I meet somebody and they identify as agender, right? right. And I'm not sure what agender means, that's okay. Like I want to hear it from the person that right. actually identifies as a, yeah, as mm-hmm. agender, you know? Because I'm thinking like, and that's, so that's where it kind of started on your show. But also it was interesting because watching your segment on The View, mm. which I'm totally cool you had to cancel on our first podcast <laughs> meeting because you're on The View, which yeah. is awesome. And Thanks. I thought that that was so fascinating about how you really, um, you were mostly, did they bring you on to talk? How did they pitch it to you? Okay, it was so, like polyamory, but yeah. then it was, okay. No, so here's what happened. So they reached out to me. They were like, we want to do a piece on you and sexual fluidity. And I was like, eh, like cool, awesome, right. thank you. Uh-huh. But like, I'm kind of in a place right now where I'm not into just telling my story. Like I, look, I'm super lucky to be in the position that I'm in to have this platform and like the reason that I have this platform and the reason that people are listening to me talk about these things have a lot to do with the fact that I am white, cisgender and hot passing heteronormative. This is, you guys can't see him, but he's very good looking. Attractive, right? Attractive, yes. Right. Okay. So that's great and all, but like I'm tired of telling that story. I think right. we're living in a time in in this political landscape and this climate like that it's just irresponsible to keep telling my story over and over and over again. So I was like, look, The View, amazing, huge media, huge audience. Let's use this opportunity to tell other people's stories from communities that are marginalized, right? And who don't usually have this platform to talk about their lives. Because I really, I'm a very firm believer that the only way we can understand like all of sexuality and all of gender is is if we hear about it from all different walks of life, right? Every single religion, race, color, creed, sexual orientation, like socioeconomic status, everything across the board. It'll just give us a wider view. Right. And I think there was a lot of people sitting at home watching The View because I picture, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. So are you Mm -hmm. from Chicago, right? What are you from, Wisconsin? Um, Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Yeah. But I think people watching just thinking like, what? Like you were talking to a group of teenagers. Mm Mm-hmm. Teenagers, it, right? They were like 18 to 24. Right. The one was like, I. she doesn't identify, she's that. She says like when she's talking about her. Yeah, she, she doesn't prefer feminine pronouns. Right, feminine pronouns. They prefer they, them pronouns. Right. Yes. And I think everyone was like, blown, even the hosts in the show, which I, yeah. even, I haven't seen The View in forever, well, but I watched your clip. I was like, look, we cannot have the bisexual, the sexual fluidity conversation without having a gender conversation. They were like, well, we really want to keep it to sexual fluidity. We really want it to be about the sex and not about the gender. And I was like, right, that's going to be really difficult to really do. really difficult, right. Really difficult to do. Because when you start talking about being pansexual and being attracted to more than the binary of gender, right? Like you have to talk about the other genders that exist. Right. And it gets really confusing. And immediately when we were done with the segment, when I was on air, everyone on the panel was like, God, that, that should have been the whole episode. We right. should have done the whole oh, episode. Oh, yeah. It was like six minutes. I'm like, yeah. six minutes yeah. or eight minutes right. more. They should do an entire week on oh, yeah. gender fluidity and sexual fluidity. Well, at least really. they did a little bit for yeah. the viewers. Oh, That's I a place mean, to start. But 100%. I know. I'm, I was just so glad to see that. So how would you describe the difference between being like sexually fluid, but then also pansexual? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, there's so many. Just, let's <clears> talk about some of the terms that are most common. We're not going to go through all 72 because right. we've got way more. Um, we've got so much more to talk about. Yeah. But... 
Let's talk about the bisexual umbrella. For Let's a do second. that. Okay. Yes. yes. So I love that. Umbrella. I think these these words, pansexual, fluidity. There's there's tons of words right. that. For me, and I'm not speaking for everybody, okay. for me, fall under the bisexual umbrella, the B that we have in the LGBTQ yes. plus, okay? And in my generation and in generations younger than me, people are a little like trepidatious to use the term bisexual for whatever reason. It, ha- it has some sort of negative connotation. It hasn't been the it's, most like positively four letter true. in the community. It, <laughs> so just, it just hasn't. And right. there really hasn't ever been positive representation of it, especially from a dude. Not for men at all, but, right? Yeah. For women, they're like, of course, that's great. That's sexy. But, but for but men. But that's also just like the fetishizing of exactly, women. Exactly. Yeah. So- I am all for all the words that fall under the bisexual umbrella. But for me personally, it it was just, I made the decision. And at the end of the day, I fall somewhere more under the pansexual idea than the bisexual idea. Because if you think about the word. So let's talk about pansexual then. Yeah. If you think about the word itself, bisexual, bi, binary, two choices. Mm -hmm. That's not technically what bisexual is. The word pansexual was born in like the early 90s to fight transphobia that maybe existed in the bi community. Mm it, and that's not really true. Like, right. you know, some people just had their fist in the air for trans rights when that wasn't necessarily the case in the bisexual community. But it's a beautiful thing that it was born, right? So pansexual kind of fully encompasses all genders in sexual and romantic attraction. So transgender. Transgender, agender, gender queer, across the board. It's not about what you have between your legs. It's about what you have in your heart and what you have in your head. So it's kind of like when people say like they're attracted to someone's Souls. sexual energy and yeah. their soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And people are like, what? I don't, you know what I mean? But it, it's kind of true. Okay. So let's talk about you then yeah. early on. Wait, hold on. Can I say one yeah, more thing about please. this real quick? And then for me... No, let's keep. We got time. For me, the term fluidity yeah, is a word that I use a lot. And I think it far transcends Sexual sexuality. Sexual fluidity a lot. Well, just fluidity just fluid, by okay. itself, right? And I think that for me, there's never been any sort of representation of somebody that like plays in the spectrum, right? That it doesn't have to be fixed for the rest of your life. You don't have to be one thing for right. the rest of your life, right? And that's why I use the term fluid. It's ever-changing. It's ever-evolving. Right. I can shift instinct. You know, water fluid flows. Exactly. And it's just like whatever is taking and whatever's happening is like where I'm going. Right. And do you feel like this is something that the more you talk about it, that there's people who are having light bulbs going on and saying, I never was able to explain what well, it was. Yeah, totally. Are you, hear, you must be hearing from so many people like who email to the, your show or mm-hmm. t- you know get in touch with you that they're like, oh, now I kind of get it. And it's okay. Yeah. Right now, we're just trying to get people to understand what transgender is. Maybe there's another bathroom. Maybe people are finally understanding because they're seeing it in the news. But then there's this whole other way of totally. thinking about sex. I mean, I think it's great that you. I mean, you really have been a role model. Thanks. Uh, and like, uh, there's so, there's so much more work to do. You yeah, know what I, mean? I know. This is like just the beginning. And I live in this little bubble in New York, right, where all of my friends are queer, and this is all we talk about all the time. And like, I forget that there are people that don't even understand <laughs> the basic vocabulary of the community, right, or d- don't even want to. It blows my mind. Right. Like, Do you get, I'll go to the middle of America and be like, oh, fuck, yes, right. you exactly. people exist. Right. Exactly, right? We go back home <laughs> to visit our families. Like, what? Uh-huh. You're right. I mean, I was in San Francisco for 20 years before here. So like, that was like the, you know, I get it. So let's talk about queer, though, too, yeah. real quickly. So queer is kind of 
how would you define queer? The queer community. People are like, to me, they're like, can I say queer? It's almost like when you're black, you can say the certain derogatory terms, but when you're queer, like, could I say he's queer? You know what I mean? It still feels to some people like it is sort of a... Yeah, I mean, queer was a derogatory term for a long time, right? right? And I think that the community is taking that word back mm-hmm. um, and and is really proud of it, but not all of the community. No, exactly. You know I mean? You're going to piss like, people off. Yes, like if I post on Twitter something about being queer, I'll have like white, gay, cis men attack me for using the word queer like that doesn't fucking represent me like how dare you use that word and i'm like what the, i'm not talking about oh my about god it. people should get angry about the amount of phobia that exists inside of the community especially from white cis men gay men is like what insane. do you think it is though why are gay men so threatened by you or by bisexuality i know i hear this a lot too like in the lesbian community they're like oh bisexual women too like no it doesn't so yeah, well i mean i think at the end of the day any sort of phobia towards anyone is just your own insecurity about something that's going on in your life that is finding some sort of outward expression right right it has nothing to do with the person's actually living that lifestyle it has everything to do with you Right. No, that's typically, you're right. If they're like writing something angry, angry right. comments, you trigger and something in them. It's I mean, like a mirror into for, their own stuff. For a gay man attacking a bisexual or, or a queer person, is it the fact that they have more than one option that is like a threat to them or they're jealous of that? I, like, I, like, honestly, I don't know. I right. think it's all a case by case scenario. Yeah. You're but, just like about love. Like you're not, yeah. <laughs> you're like sending love. So let's talk about early on though, Nico, when was your first like sexual experience? Like, did you, how yeah. did you identify when you were a kid? Would you, who you're attracted to? Yeah. Well, like in I mean, third grade, did you have a crush on who? Like, no, I've always been attracted to women okay. right? on my entire life. I, I mean, my mom bought me a playboy when I was like <laughs> eight years old, probably. It was just like, right. I mean, I grew up in a bar in Chicago. There were like dancers at the bar. I, there were like bartenders that definitely did not wear enough clothes. Like <laughs> I, it was just, I was around sex my whole life um, or sexuality. And it wasn't anything that was thought of as like gross, right? right? It was like open. encouraged. Yeah. Right. I mean, I remember the first time I like, f- like figured out what being gay was or what it meant. Like there was nobody in my family that was gay. I didn't have any friends that were gay. Like especially at a young age before I got into the theater world. But I was like, mom, like why would, why would two guys ever be together? They can't have a baby. Like it didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Like I, it was just like, you had sex to have babies, right? right. That was early understanding. Exactly. Yeah. People are still told that. And she was <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Two men even holding hands, like that's fucking disgusting. And I was like, oh, I think about this differently than other people do. Right. Like at a really young age, okay. I realized that there wasn't an immediate attraction to like men in my life. Right. right? I I have like a, a slew of daddy issues and just <laughs> abandonment from like male figures in my life from a really young age. And I was raised by all women. My first sexual experience, I guess, uh, I mean, I lost my virginity when I was 15. Okay in Mexico to this nice. girl that I met that day. Her name was Antoinette. <laughs> was she Mexican? Was she Italian? Italian okay, Italian. Okay. Yeah, from the Bronx. And she was a couple years older and funny story. I mean, <laughs> we were we were watching Scarface in our hotel room and my parents' right. hotel room was right next to it, it was with the door, um, you know, but it was locked. It was, it was closed, right, yeah. Right. But like, say hello to my little friend, right? It just, uh, it really happened. Okay. And I like, she left, we had sex, she left. 
I opened the door to my mom's room. I was like, mom, I just lost my virginity. Like immediately. Oh I told my God. Her. She was cool. Well, she was like, did you fucking wear a condom? And I was like, <gasps> I totally, oh no. I totally forgot about the condom. Oh, right. oops. Well, you didn't get her pregnant. <laughs> I did not. Thank get God. Her okay. Yeah. So that was your first right. And I love that your parent, that you were open enough to yeah. be like, Hey, uh-huh. I think people are like that now more so with their parents. Their parents like, just tell me right. if you try drugs or what you do. Okay. So you did that. Mm-hmm. And then what you went through high school. Yeah. And then what about with men? When did the men come in? Yeah, yeah. What happened there? In the back of my mind, part of me knew that it was always wrong. In one way or wrong in quotes. Right. Um, Other than, right? It was fringe of sorts. Where I was raised and like in my family, it was considered wrong. And I've always been attracted to things that like I wasn't specifically supposed to do, right? And so I always knew it was- Yeah, I mean, I guess. But like not in a like- malicious way it was like it just like eh, like i'm a seeker i'm an explorer right there was no way i was going to go through life without experiencing what that was the second i realized so many people lived like this and like my first my first sexual experience with a dude it's actually a little bit of a strange story i i had a friend that i was really close to and I had an on-off girlfriend in high school that like we were best friends right and she told me that that he had come out to her and I like had this feeling about it, but I knew that he was like going through it, right? And I like wanted to help the situation. <laughs> as to, okay. fucked up as that sounds. Yeah. I did this whole interview where I was talking about my first experience and this story came out and it was and it it just sounded like I was doing it because I felt bad for it. Right, right, right. But that wasn't the case at all. Like right. I was just as excited to explore the What's situation the word? Like too. Like a pity fuck? Like a pity fuck, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly. But that's not what it was at, at all. Like we went out, got wasted, right. and like shit happened. And what and happened though? Like did you did you get a blowjob? Did yeah, you suck we, it? we right. went down on each other. Right. Okay. There was no ass play at right. all. Okay. Um I think that was quoted in okay. the interview. <laughs> no ass play. No Got ass it. play. You can always Google <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. But yeah, and we stayed friends and that was the only time we ever hooked up. And okay. then I hooked up with another friend of mine. And also you were drinking a lot because now I know yes. you're sober. That you've was been, literally like, well, this what is my was question for you. Mouth. Okay. Because you're, because now you've been sober for, you're 29. Yeah, 29. Uh, 29. 29. And you've been sober for two and a half years. Yeah. Well, a little years. over two and a half. Okay. Years that's now. amazing. First Thanks. of all, I mean, what you I mean, that's such a, such a struggle. It's such a, it's a, it's a fight. And I really impressed and proud of you, especially growing up with like, with around alcohol, your mm-hmm. family, like in yeah. Chicago. Like, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I go to Chicago. It's like all we do is drink yeah. and go to bars. Totally. I'm not even a big drinker, but it's like you have to drink there. Right. So the fact that you were able to get out of that and mm-hmm. get help for yourself. Okay, so now that you're sober, and I know you've had a girlfriend too for 11 years, 10 mm-hmm. years? 11. Right, 11 years. But on you obviously, round and off, yeah, you're yeah, polyamorous, yeah. but you see other people. Mm-hmm. Is it more like when you're out in the world now then? So now that you're... Now, when you're sober too, because I know like drunk sex, sober sex, very different. So how are you still exp- with men though, as much as you're oh, with, with? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's a pretty even split. Okay. Um, I think for, I don't know, the nine years that I was really drinking, there were a lot of relationships with men and women that like seem really foggy to me, right. right? That like, I don't think I was treating myself well, so I wasn't treating anyone in my life well. I think that I'm a firm believer that you will love other people the same way that you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I like wasn't really loving myself that much. And the second I got sober, I started taking my life seriously and like started taking relationships seriously too, right? Kind of. Right, right, right. <laughs> to the best uh, of your ability. You got, you got, you have a mission. You're like yeah. doing your art, you're doing your work. Totally. You're like, you don't, probably don't have time to be in like a committed 
locked down living with someone relationship right. where you're compromising things like right and i love relationships i know right That's they're like, fun they're, they're to totally do. fun and i love starting relationships and like falling in love with somebody and getting to know somebody and i i've That's had the best part we call it the honeymoon, the honeymoon phase. phase yeah i i love a honeymoon phase and i've had uh like a good handful of like <laughs> four five six month relationships that fizzle out yeah yeah those with, are the best with, I, that's with what men I, and women i've made a career on that have you I always, well yeah <laughs> now I, I barely do i mean no for years i was like why can't we just keep doing this right. it's like you always get to eat the frosting mm-hmm. dessert all the time yeah but so I, do, but right. like at the end of the day i've heard a lot of people you know and right right i this is, sounds annoying and I've, I've talked about this before but i've never i've never been broken up with i've never been the one that right. is like destroyed i've mm-hmm. destroyed myself a couple times right. in it um but yeah I, i've like left this trail yeah. and it that doesn't feel good right and i think that at the end of the day i i haven't necessarily treated the people in my life um as good as i could right but I'm trying to be better. You're learning. Right? And I think that where that might come in is, and I did the same thing, I'm telling you. I left so many, I never have been broken up with. I'm trying to think if I have now. Now it's a little different, because. but back, I'd say I was a serial monogamist, but that would happen, and I would break up with them. I think I was, you know, intimacy issues. There's a lot of different reasons, mm-hmm. but this isn't necessarily about, but for you, I would think, and now what I've learned looking back on it is I do regret people I've, I've hurt, but also I think it comes down to communicating early on. Well, here's the other thing. Do you find that you are probably communicating early on? Like, this is amazing. I love this, but I'm seeing other people. But when you're under that spell, the honeymoon, it's mm-hmm. amazing. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear your words, right. but oh my God, the sex is explosive and looking totally. into your eyes. And I can't imagine this is ever going to. But also I have a podcast now, right? right? Where that people can go and listen uh, to all of these stories of different people that I've dated, right? Yeah, and that is really it. something that I'm struggling with these days. Oh yeah. Do you want to, like, I've been doing this for 12 years. So yeah, I get it. I'm like, oh my God. I, I've had guys call me like, you went on another date last weekend? Or yeah. you d- uh-huh. But yeah, like I, I got a phone call last week that was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't listen to this podcast. Maybe I should just like really get to know you face to face instead of listening to the podcast. I tell people not guys not to like when I've met people le- re- recently and they're like, oh, we talk on the phone or however we meet. They're like, oh, I'm going to go listen. I'm like, no. and if, but then I'm afraid if I say, please don't. Then they're absolutely, absolutely going, going to. to. Well, the thing is, is like, <laughs> it depends on what episode they're listening well, exactly. to. Exactly, right? they're all different. Yeah, right. and like when I recorded it, right. because I'm changing so fast, right? I'm a different person than I was last week. I know exactly. You know, so like I may have said some shit like a few months ago that like I don't necessarily totally stand by right, right. now. Exactly, but it's out in the world, and they I listen it. to it, and it 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 programs the person that I'm dating. In you one can just way tell another. them it's your art, and that's what you do, and you it's like performance art, and yeah. in a way you'd love them to get to know you. One on one, and I have to listen, but they're still gonna do it. But yeah, no, that's really interesting. Okay, I'm gonna take a quick break. Go ahead. We're gonna give a shout out to our sponsors. Um, thank you everyone for supporting our sponsors. I gave you a little quick glimpse, Nico, at some of the prizes you'll be going home with. <laughs> um, but you guys, seriously, thanks for supporting them, keeping the show free. Um, we love you all, and we'll be right back. When you love what I love. See, a few months ago, I told you about Foria and their pre lube oil called Awaken. And I've heard from so many of you who are having amazing results. See, the deal is this we all carry so much stress, which is the biggest killer of our sex drive. Foria Awaken is an all natural oil with CBD extract that you massage into your vulva and clitoris to help with relaxation and arousal and can totally enhance sexual pleasure, which means more orgasms, less pain 
more lubrication, and basically better sex overall. Foria has been a pioneer in using CBD for sexual wellness purposes. So I'm excited to tell you they've just released a brand new tonic called Basics. Foria Basics is a broad spectrum CBD tonic for daily wellness. It uses the purest hemp extract and 100% organic MCT coconut oil. You just use the dropper to put a small dose into a drink or smoothie or even directly on your tongue, whatever works for you. After about an hour, you'll start to feel the calming effects that can help you shed the stress and get back to intimacy. Foria Awaken and Basics don't contain any THC, so there's no high and they're completely legal to order online and ship just about anywhere. I really want you to try Foria and let me know what you think. For more information on all the Foria products, just go to sexwithemily.com slash Foria. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash F-O-R-I-A. There's nothing quite like the feeling of taking your bra off after a long day. It's just so freeing. Usually there's wires poking at you, you're constantly adjusting yourself, straps are falling off, it's like a whole thing. Well, Third Love makes the most comfortable bras I've ever tried, which makes sense because the founder created the company since she had all the same problems most of us have when it comes to bras. So she wanted to make it a whole lot easier, and she did. Okay, for starters, Third Love bras are available in 70 sizes. 70! That's twice what most major brands offer. And you know what else they have? Half sizes. I know, right? Makes so much sense. Just take a moment for that to sink in. And to make it easy to find your fit, they have a fun online quiz that accounts for your size and shape. I tried it, and in just 60 seconds, I knew exactly what to order. And now they've introduced all new cotton t-shirt bras and underwear. It took them two years to perfect the cotton collection and the result is a line of incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable bras and underwear you'll want to wear every day. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Seriously, this is a no-brainer. To order your new favorite bra, just go to thirdlove.com slash emily and get 15% off your first purchase. That's T-H-I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Emily to save 15% today. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me in Stars Channel 109 Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there. So where were we? Oh, dating. Right. Yes. It's hard with the podcast. People always say to me, like, are guys in- intimidated date you or people intimidated because of what you're saying or you're the expert? It's like, you know what? I could think about all those things or maybe they're just dating me for another reason because mm-hmm. they think I'll teach them something, you know, yeah, or who totally. knows? <laughs> but I think I feel like I'm a pretty good judge of character and mm-hmm. I would know once I met them what their intentions were and and then I realized I'm even taking more time than I would have in the past maybe Mm -hmm. like just jumping in bed with someone not that I wouldn't do that but I'm just saying (laughs) I feel like I'm a better like I can kind of tell their intentions but it's still gonna happen because it's all out there totally and like I'm talking about being polyamorous all over the place right Right. now too you know and like I think I realized that the people coming into my life 
either see that in one way or another. Like, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine somebody that's coming into my life like doesn't fucking Google me. Well, if you Google point. you, yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's all your yeah. articles right here, right? Let me, you guys, and you guys gotta Google them right now because you gotta check them out. It's like, younger star reveals he's sexually fluid. This is, okay, here's another title. This is what a queer family looks well, like. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's a really important one, that one, because Bethany and I are on the cover of the app. Yeah, that's yeah. a beautiful piece. We're the first ever male female couple to ever be on the cover of the advocate yeah, since that, it started which that, is wild. no that's amazing but I we mean, got a lot of shit for that cover you, from who well, but from, from the, gay the gay community, community. Yeah, yeah, I get we're it. two white people who look and pass as a heterosexual couple mm-hmm. who are talking about being queer it's a problem for it, a lot of people right it is but i love but see i love that you're breaking down all these barriers yeah. i really do so mostly for you right now it's not like you're so concerned you know, other people, you have to define maybe what you're into to other people but for you now with relationships it's really more about being polyamorous and how would you define like your primary partner I guess would be Bethany Bethany yeah right for sure and so um, and we only like we've had sex twice in the last like two years okay you know so we're like not really sleeping together all the time right so you're more like what do they call it now single poly or like poly single when you're just when you're single but you're dating a lot of people. Well, I'm not even dating a lot of people. I'm right. actually like... Or sex. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, no, no. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm actually pretty monogamous in my idea of polyamory. Like, Explain I will... Explain that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monogamy, polyamory. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I will meet somebody new and I will give like most or all of myself to that new person from the get go to like really get to know that person. And I think especially on a physical level, I like can't have sex with more than one person at a time or I haven't, I haven't been able to in the past. I like, if I'm sharing with somebody that is what I'm working on right now. And that like, I I'm giving so much of myself to it. There's not actual space to like, like, sleep with him on Thursday night, sleep okay. with her on Friday night. Like I just, I just that, can't do it. I get it. Cause that's the thing about polyamory is that there are a lot of people I know in that world. They're like, Oh yeah, it, it literally is Monday nights with this person, Thursday nights with this yeah. person. And but that's for, beautiful. Yeah. I'm but you so have to define it. it. But for you, it's more like four to six months with this person, four to six months, with the next person. But yeah. And like, if you, if you build the, the stable groundwork with a new person in your life and then you decide to like open it up and start seeing other people, I think that can be beautiful. Yeah. But I don't think you can like jump into a new relationship and be like, yeah, we're both going to sleep with other people for the next couple months right. and like, good luck. I See, I have the same issue. So that's what I've always been kind of considering. I guess I have been, I don't really label it, but, yeah. but polyamorous in my past. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe now I'm dating and sleeping with people. So yeah. see, there you go. Now I'm going to get in trouble. Like, oh, yeah, I was just sleeping with <laughs> But I, I, I think that, um, that it is... But when I meet someone and I actually like them, it is hard for me to be like, wait, I, I can't help it. I get attached. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I think that you do need to build that foundation yeah, first sure. and then be like, okay, maybe we should open it up. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, then you're just, which is fine as well, you're just sleeping with several different people, but you're not going to go any deeper with somebody. I right. think if you if that's what's happening, it's harder, yeah. at least for me, to not have that intimacy. But maybe like that is what I should do actually. Like maybe I don't need to get that deep. I know. In the well, beginning. that's such an intensity that you have. Right. Yeah. But, but well, that's what I was going to ask you. So, right. Are you doing it because it helps you feel safer? Safe. You like, you know, you want them to make sure they really like you and get you. You want to feel understood. I want to hold you lo- somebody's hand and oh, like right. have fireworks explode. Right. right. And like that doesn't happen unless you know that person. Right. You've never had it happen. Well, we know them how, like where they grew up and then their mom's no, name. Like, or? like, like intimately know that person. Right. Okay. Um, so, energetically, like share on a level that I think can only happen when you give 
yourself totally to that person for a certain amount of time. Right. See, and I feel, I understand what you're saying, but I've also had experiences, and again, this is not for everybody, where I can become... I can get really close with someone quickly because like, I'm not like a um, yeah. I'm not like a bullshit person. So I think I'm pretty much the same wherever I go. Like if you talk to me on this podcast or we met out on the street, like right. I'm pretty much my, I have no secrets. You guys know know everything, <laughs> and so I feel like I also and I'm not like a small talker. So if I meet someone, I can connect with people yeah. like really pretty easily. I can tell, and yeah, I'm like <laughs> oh my god. So I feel like I can kind of go there, and that a lot of people think they might interpret that as wow, this is really. Right. Could be something where I'm like, I, not that I don't feel with everybody, so but I can do it. Can I and ask it you might, a question? Yes. Do people fall in love with you really fast? More than you fall in love with them? Yes. 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 Okay. That's historically is what's yeah. happened. Me too. Yeah, same with you. Right. Mm, yeah, for sure. And that feels good though too, right? It like feels great. Yeah, right. Yes, it feels great until it doesn't. Until you feel like you're fucking drowning. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think what I'm really working on right now is understanding like, how much love and affection I can actually receive, not necessarily how much love and affection I can give. Right. And I think that's been my struggle recently. Is it easier for you to give it or to receive it? Well, what are we talking about here? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything. Um, No, no. Yeah, I I think it's much easier for me to give than it is for to to receive anything, anything. Right. But you're saying you're not seeing several of them at once. So this is more like, a few months and a few months right, and yeah. a few months and then they're all like, where are you going now? I mean, but a few weeks and then how do you, you know, and like you meet the people that are like, yeah, that say they love the same type of way that you do or, or, or say that like this freedom exists and then you realize that maybe it doesn't. Right. Or they'll say anything to get to like, oh yeah, I want to be polyamorous. Or I want to be open or I'm cool. Does jealousy come up for you a lot? I'm the least jealous person you'll ever meet. Right. Like I have no problem dating somebody and them sleeping with other people. Not at all. Not at all. Never. But no. what about the people that are in love with you? Do they get jealous? Oh yeah. Right. That's the well, problem, that's the right? They get possessive yeah. and jealous. Right. Like I used to have this thing with men, they'd be like, oh yeah, I love that you're so independent and free. And then eventually they would say something to the effect of, oh, I love that you're so out there, but I really just want to put you in this box right. or let me just put you in my pocket. Yeah. There's a million different ways I've heard that they want to own it and keep right. it for themselves. So what they're so attracted to in you, they actually just want to own it. What lock I think it down. It is. I think Clip that your wings. You and I both share this like same light, right? And I think that people are attracted to that light. But once they realize that the light is ours, and it's just there for them to stand in, to mm-hmm. not take, we immediately become the asshole. Right. Yeah, I guess so. You're right. That is what happens. Well, look how self-aware you are. This is well, happening. I mean, I think this is the next step, right? Well, of it sounds my, like it. My path now, is understanding yeah, all yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. And then being really honest. See, I don't think that I was as honest with people earlier on. Because I, even from a younger age, I never felt that monogamy made sense to me. Mm. Like I was in college and I was like I, I'll do it because there was really no other options on the table right. but then I always felt like I struggled with it and you're also a woman too so right. it's like it's a and totally so many different ma- there's, right, space exactly. for you it yeah. is and so but now I think it's just now and I think this is great that you're shedding light on it it's like people don't have a lot of great role models of what it means to be bisexual right. and to be open in the world and to be a man who's bisexual right. like people just they just like oh you're just gay it was funny I was listening to your Sheila Nevins podcast which I love Sheila I used love to be a documentary her. filmmaker before I was um, before I did Sex with Emily nice. and I just I was such a Sheila Nevins yeah, fan like sure. she was like the queen she still is you're mm-hmm. like I just want Sheila Nevins to meet with her she ripped me apart she was so funny she's like honey you're not you're not you're, you're not bisexual you're gay. you're gay you're gay are you seeing a psychiatrist like she was hilarious no, she really gave but right me. she was mm-hmm. just like but I get but that that's like, a generational my mother, thing it's a generational yeah, thing sure. it really is so you're really in this imp- 
place right now. Well, look, I think that at the end of the day, we only believe what we see. And we've seen predominantly one story since the beginning of time, you know, and it is a white man and a white woman with kids. <laughs> right, exactly. That's it. That's the only thing we've seen. And now in the last like 50 years, maybe a little bit longer than that, we're seeing all these other stories. And exactly. in the last 10, 20 years, now with social media, oh, yeah. we're seeing all the stories. And we're starting to believe that more things are real. Which is what I love. Right. It's not possible. Alternative relationships, yes. polyamory. Lifestyles. And, I- and it's it, for me, it's all about normalizing the abnorm- the quote-unquote abnormal. Right. So let's talk about sex for a minute. Let's talk about Just sex. Just like we did. That's how we met. Being full circle to yes. our panel. I don't know. Like, how has it changed for you over, like, even let's say since you got sober, I would imagine sex is totally different. Yeah. Sex was like a lot scarier once I got sober. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was so used to like going out, getting wasted, and bring somebody home. Right. Not like random people, but like having drunk sex. Yeah. And it just made things easier or a lot harder because you just couldn't get it up when you were blacked out. You know what I mean? Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know, sex, sex has become a lot more sacred. It's since my sobriety. Okay. Um, and, uh, I think like I'm really, I'm really starting this exploration of my own sexuality, um, and acts of sex, Mm -hmm. uh, to better understand how I can like reach higher levels of it. So like more, do you mean more energetically using breath? What do you? Yeah. Having more intense sex opening my mind to other possibilities of what sex can be and what sex can look like and what sex can feel like. And can you describe one of those experiences that you've had lately where it was like, this is a different experience. Cause I'm always talking on the show to my listeners. I'm always saying like our sex lives. I want everyone to have expansive sex lives to not be set in the, you know, we, I know how he gets off. She gets off. That's what we do. We fall asleep. It's yeah. like, no, there's so many ways to have sex and to enjoy it in our bodies have an unlimited capacity for pleasure. Mm. And I think we don't even tap into it. Yeah. Like they say, use 10% of your brain. I don't even think that we understand our sexual capacity either. Like our right. bodies, what we're capable of. So yeah, you know? I mean for men, right. Prostate play. I think right? that that is like something that I'm starting to understand more what that actually means and like how to achieve next level orgasms from, right? from prostate play. Right. Using I, toys or fingers or pieces, above, everything. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And edging, yeah. yes. I've been edging. doing a lot of Oh, I gave edging. you a flashlight. I'm going to give you a flashlight too, yeah. Nice. Edging, yeah. Edging work, yes. Right? Yeah. Because then your orgasm. Tell me, let's, let's explain. I talk about edging a lot, but you explain your experience with it okay. for men. Because I think that I want men to go there. Yes, so. edging. So you're jerking off, right? Uh-huh. You got some good porn on or something, and you stop right before you're about to come. Okay? And let it set for a second. And it's hard to stop Breathe, right, right before you're about to come. Okay, it's there's like it's like, like a quarter of a second that exists in that space, and you got to let it breathe for a second, right? You not touch it because if, if 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 you touch it, it's gonna go, and kind of start back again slow and get back up to that point and see how many times in a row you can go and do that right. before you come. And it's all about controlling different muscles, right? right? And the longer you wait the better the orgasm will be. Right. And the more you will come too. Right. Like you're just building up this like shot. Right. And it's it energy, just, right? yeah, totally. And just like actual cum itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> guys love that. A lot of cum. Just yeah, shoot it across the room. So like, much cum. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the, it's more intense. Of the right. Or, right. 
I like that. Do you do, are you doing that on your own, your I own practice? Ju- I was just going to say, and you can do it with other people too. Exactly, yeah. right? It's so fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like adjust or control. Yeah. Female edging, that's a thing? Yeah, it kind of is a thing. It yeah, definitely. Is thing. It is yeah. a thing. What do we call it for women? I mean, like it's not really edging, but it's more like delaying your, I think it's the same thing as building up your, your energy. Here's the thing about for women, which it's a more of an advanced practice because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women are just like happy when they have an orgasm. Right. It's harder for women, right? Yeah. It's more elusive. Like one thing happens and it, the disappearing orgasm. But I think it's great to practice like when you're masturbating, when you know you're going to get there and it's the same thing and you stop and then you build it up again mm. and it's much more, yeah, explosive, amazing. And then you can start to have full body orgasms. Mm. Sometimes mm. when you just hold, I know a lot of men who've done that kind of practice where they just actually don't even ejaculate. Right, like, right, just hold on to the that. body. So yeah. that's what I was wondering if you were talking well, about. There's definitely some tantra work in my future. Yeah, same. I haven't tapped into it quite yet but I know that it is something that I will study at some point soon for sure do you remember American Pie do you remember that one character that was like working on his Tantra for basically the entire movie and and he was like standing by a tree or jerking off or something you know what I'm talking about right (laughs) what's that character's name shit brick yeah Yeah. exactly exactly I love it yeah Um, well also for me I'm also like really at a point in my life where I'm understanding what the what the difference and if there is one really between having sex with a man and a woman well, that was, was and good. someone in between the right. two, right? And I think I'm opening myself up more to doing the work on understanding where those differences right. lie right now. What would you say are the differences between having uh, sex with a man and a woman? Uh, I mean, like on a basic level, it's just most of the time easier having sex with a woman because you don't have to like prepare everything else. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. you, you mean know, like empty, like, right. Yeah. Like Clean up. And it's just a different hole, right? right it's a right, different, exactly. it's a different hole and a vagina, you know, naturally lubes. It's right. like, it's just, we're good to go. It's smooth sailing for the mm-hmm. most part. And it can be that way with a dude. Just like right. you have to get to that point and just energetically, it's totally different, right? Like, yeah, Granted, there are there are men that I've slept with that are extremely feminine, right? That, are, that is much more like having sex with a woman mm-hmm. than it is having sex with a man. There are women that I've slept with that are extremely masculine that like definitely dominate the entire experience, and it's like a lot more primal, more like having gay sex, right? And I, you know, I've had sex with uh, trans people that just you know fuck it all up, and you're all confused on yeah, what's going right? on. It's, yeah, it must be. So you've had sex with trans. Women. women? Yeah, I have not had sex with a trans man. Right. I would trans- love to have sex with a trans man at some point. That should not be hard for you to no, find, right? Right, but I'm but not who's like got trying time? to You're so busy. Like, but I'm also like not like being like, "Oh, hey, trans man, you want to have sex?" Like that's like I want to like fall in love with a trans man right. at some point. Right. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you seriously like you have these experiences where it's kind of like when you're out in the world, it's a blank slate. Like you're just sort of like where who am I attracted to in this moment? You're not like going through your phone going, oh, okay, I get late tonight. Tonight I want to be with a less dominant female. Right? It's just sort of energy. It's yeah. the energy. And that's I've just, never gone through my phone and like been like, who am I going to have like, sex I with I get tonight. it. I'm right. just thinking like of what you're... Cause I, I gauge my what I'm into based on the porn that I'm watching. Oh, okay. What porn are you watching I, well, right well, I mean, I watch everything. Like, <laughs> Wait, what porn? Tell me. The last couple days I've been watching straight porn. Straight porn, okay. Yes, but I mean, I've watched every type of porn that exists. Do you always uh, watch porn when you masturbate? Not always. Right. Yeah. So you're going off, I got it, so you're at a straight thing, so then it's in your mind. Right. So the porn is dictating your sexual behavior, your sexual... 
in my head. Okay. It's not necessarily dictating like the type of sex that I'm having. Right. But I know that like if I'm if I'm dating a dude and I'm all of a sudden start watching straight porn, I'm like, oh, like something's right, going definitely. on. Right. So that's interesting. So is it more like you're craving let me back up. I've had periods of my life where I'm sleeping with I actually am sleeping with a few different people and I can kind of when I'm with them, it's very like I'm present, I'm there. It's not just like I'm trying to get off. You know, there's a real connection. And right. so I'm wondering as you're in these places with people, like what what happens? You said like, you know, you're with a gay guy that you're having sex with and you start watching straight porn. But there must be something else that goes on. Like, are you just getting like not as... Because you're saying you don't do any overlap. Like I could very easily see like I'm into this guy, but I just watch him straight porn. And so I want to go have sex with a, a woman right now. Right. But yet go back to the the gay guy at the end of the week. And not even necessarily gay, but bisexual. Okay, bisexual, sorry. Yeah, See, no, no, it's now fine. I'm already messing no, up no, too, bisexual. No, it's totally fine. I usually date gay men, not bisexual men, so. Right. Well, why not bisexual men? <laughs> I, I've dated one bisexual dude, um, and. Wow, interesting. Yeah, it was, it was actually, it, it was almost like we, we both knew too much about each other because we were both bisexual. It was, it, it was, I don't know. There was something about it that it was like, we have to go spread this message instead of like giving it to each other type wow. of thing. Okay. And that could have nothing to do with the fact that we were bisexual. Mm-hmm. It was just that we were similar people, but I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I've only dated one other bisexual dude. Right, interesting. Yeah. Cause I feel like, um, that there is still, people still don't get it even though like, yeah. Oh, he's just gay or he's not like we right. said earlier. So do you have a type though within each one of these? No. Not at all. I mean, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Who won't you date? Is there any traits that's like a turnoff for you? Let's say like physical traits. Mm, I hate to do the physical thing, but mm. yeah, I mean, kind of though, like, is there anything that it just, or something that you lean, how about what you lean towards more than not? Rather than putting I, a negative, I lean towards men that are like like brawny men, like baseball player looking dudes. Right, and I like it, historically, I like the women in my life to be like very much so pocket sized. Pocket sized, yeah. Right, cool, yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm yeah, okay. Love to know that. That's great. <laughs> so sex. Let's talk about sex, yeah. baby. So, okay, what about with women and men, the difference, we were talking about just like the cleanup, but what about just like for women and like foreplay? Like what have you learned about having sex with women? Well, as far as like- There's a softness about having sex with women that I'm really into. Um, and there is just even like their skin, right? Like I am as attracted to like- beautiful supple soft skin as i am to like like a hairy fucking leg like it's interesting it's so interesting that your mind goes in all these different totally interesting you're you're so open and like a soft face and like small lips compared to like a big dude's face with a big fucking beard like i can get down with both right and it really is just kind of where i am wherever you're at in that life that's just so fascinating is there anything that you've learned about women i get it you're with so many different kinds of women but if you had to say there's like these certain things about women that it's kind of a universal truth even though we're all different Mm. is there anything there like it seems like women all or this works for a lot of women like they really like it when i (laughs) we're talking sexually or we're talking sexually Mm. i mean like i love eating pussy um awesome and i think all women love uh Love that. <laughs> yeah, many do. I yeah. And I believe, okay, so this goes, okay, I believe that many women do and that for women, there's some women who really don't, like it's, they're super sensitive right. and like just doesn't feel good. But there's I think a couple there's a, girls that I've dated that have totally been not into it 
and they actually like they weren't into it or you weren't no they weren't into okay. it at all and this was years ago okay but like the sex actually didn't work at all because of it right because it was like they feel- were so unattached to their own bodies well, that like sex past it didn't even work that's what i think i think that there's a lot of women who don't yet know that they could love oral sex right. because of perhaps some shame around their body mm. or you know they're there's something just, more intimate about eating a pussy than there is absolutely. having sex with a woman I think so too yeah but I love that you love it because there's a lot of men who I think they just do it to get it's a means to an end no and they I don't love it I could do it for hours wow that's amazing that's mm. a great skill <laughs> that's like that's the ultimate I think yeah really mm-hmm. so there's what, something about <laughs> the tongues in my family too on my dad's side of the family we all have like really strange large tongues that can do all of these weird things like at one point we're all sitting at dinner my dad my two brothers and I and we all like started doing these and we was like oh we all can do this (laughs) no wonder why you love you're well equipped (laughs) that's a great thing too so you're like the perfect specimen then for many women so you like oral sex anything that you I love giving oral sex tips to my listeners Mm. there's a lot of men listening what would you say something that you're like this is always like I mean I just think like slow wide turns you know like with your tongue slow wide turns uh okay flat Um, tongue like switch it up right you gotta switch it up you gotta switch it up you gotta you know just keep changing as soon as she gets comfortable with something you gotta make it into something else right but always go slow don't start with the like I'm gonna try everything don't start with the try everything like definitely start slow you can get to the everything if she's really into it right but take your time and like you know explore her and like use your hands and use your face and like just get all Get up into in it. There. I'm getting hard right now. Yeah, just talking about this. I'm getting wet, so that's cool. You're <laughs> super turned on. That's awesome. Uh-huh. I feel like um, that there are. I just and I don't know how to explain this to a lot of you. She's like, do you want me to leave my producer? Yeah, yeah. You guys should all leave. Um, but I feel like uh, yeah. There's just a lot Wait, of. Can I ask you? Have you ever had an orgasm on air in here? Um, no. Well, how not? How come? Why not? No. Um, the show's so, called someone, Sex with Emily. I know, right? It's like not has anyone really. ever asked you that on here? People have asked me, like, someone actually very recently said, you realize you should just have a sex on your po- orgasm on your podcast. I'm like, yeah, but no, I haven't. No, yeah. I have never had an orgasm. Right. That would be kind of fun, right? Yeah, totally. It might go in a different direction, though. I just feel like then it's like, I don't know. Just, but you're right. There's been a lot of people who are like, it's sex with Emily, but it's not about sex with Emily. Wow. Something on the bucket list <laughs> then. Maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. Have you had an orgasm on your podcast? No, but my show's not called Sex with Nico. <laughs> if my show was called Sex with Nico, I would definitely be having orgasms on my podcast. I'm working on a TV show right now and developing a TV show. And there's an idea for an episode that's all based in sex therapy and me hiring a surrogate and having sex with a sex therapist yeah. on air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we could do that. Well, yeah. are, you t- are, you, are you auditioning me? Oh, I mean, if you're up for the job, yeah, we can uh, start practicing. Had sex, I've never had sex on camera. Uh, I haven't either. All right. You wait, n- not even like, no. like at home phone camera or anything? Uh-uh, no. And really? I don't even have any naked photos of me. Out really? There, really? I'm trying to think if that's true. Yeah, that's pretty, that's true. Yeah, really? I know. I probably should. I mean, I probably should have naked photos because I don't know. I just never wanted you to You don't ever away. take a picture of yourself naked? Mm-mm. Not even just for yourself? In your whole <laughs> I'm life? I'm so busy. Oh no, my I. God. <laughs> First of all, I bet you look so good naked. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love my body. I just, no, I have not. Hmm. I guess I got this, the last, I've been doing this show, I thought I don't want to send it to somebody and then it's going to be like right out there. Yeah, I'm at the point now where it's like. Well, you're like naked, okay, in a lot of your pictures, naked-ish. Well, but the, naked-ish, I guess. But your yeah. body's amazing, so it's like, you're just always naked. Like the picture's like, take the clothes off, right? I mean, my body is not always amazing. 
It like may look Same. like it is on Instagram, but that's like that's work, right? Filter. Like, yeah, those filters are really hard yeah, to work. Come on, no, but like I know how to take a picture and have my body look a See, certain I way. I don't know that. I need to learn that. Well, we can have a lesson. Okay, really? Because like, I feel yeah, I feel like I could. I just don't know how to stand. I'm always I don't know. Yeah, okay, I'll work on that. Mm. Put that in the bucket list as well. Because I have like a few bikini shots on Instagram. And people like love. It's like mm. more likes than I've ever gotten and. And they were barely like posed, hmm. but I'm like, oh, should I just do that? Because it's all about likes. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. What? I'm hmm. thinking about it. We got a lot to do. On well, our yeah. Well, also, I have a podcast coming up too, so I'm going to turn the tables. Oh yeah, this. you guys. I'm <laughs> I'm doing his podcast <laughs> shortly after this, so you're going to have to check both of them out because God knows what is going to happen on that podcast. I just want to know more about you. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that yeah. in a minute. Um, see, now this is good that we started. This is like yeah, our foreplay. And then sure. you're going to like, exactly. boom, Emily, all about well, you. Nico, you're awesome. Everyone check out Nico's podcast, The Love Bomb. Yeah, and you're all of your social for, media. Thanks for having me on. This is really fun. Yeah. What's all your social medias? Oh, I have, actually do have questions for you. Yeah. Like five questions go for ahead. you. Five questions. But what's your social media real quick? I have it here, but this document My is- Instagram is Nico Tortorella, N-I-C-O-T-O-R-T-O-R-E-L-L-A. Uh, Twitter, I think it's actually getting changed today to be that exact same thing. Okay. I don't have Facebook, don't have Snapchat. We'll put it, it'll be all on our- Instagram's um, the spot, yeah. It'll be all on our uh, social medias and our website. I can't even speak. Okay, these are the five <laughs> questions we ask everybody. Ready? Yeah, I go. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Biggest turn on? Confidence. Biggest turn off? Jealousy. Okay. Sexiest part of a man's, or I'm going to ask you a man or a woman's body. Sexiest part of a man's body is- Right above his like bush. Okay. Yeah. If he has a bush. Uh. Well, yeah. Well, he's they definitely do? gonna have a bush. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you're not into full grooming. No. Men or women. Right. No. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. I got it. You want a bush? A full yeah. bush or just a trim? Full bush. Really? See, yeah. that's rare too. Men God, that's and a women. whole nother freaking show. Yeah. We could talk about. <laughs> we could this talk about sex for, days. for hours. <laughs> like I literally used to do whole shows on just whole shows on grooming. Okay, woman's body. Ah. Uh, God, there's a couple like side, like rib side boob situation. Also like right under an ass cheek mm-hmm. and like the spot in between her pussy and her asshole. Yeah. Perineum. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Okay. What's the one thing you wish you could tell your current and or all future partners about your bodies, your needs? Like, what don't they know? Like, what do you think? I wish they would all just know blank. <sighs> I'm sensitive. Your body sensitive, or you? and emotionally, oh, yeah, physically and emotionally sensitive. Well, now you just told them because mm-hmm. they're all going to listen. Yeah. All right, thank you, Nico. Thank you. This was awesome. <laughs> this was fun. Thank you to my mm-hmm. amazing team, and thank you everyone for listening. Was it good for you? Email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. Woo! So you all know that everyone here at Sex with Emily loves the Womanizer, but no one more than producer Jamie. It's a, it's kind of an obsession. You think? I mean, you sleep with it under your pillow. Yeah. I mean, is that bad? No, it's awesome. I mean, Jamie, you know this. Some might say we have the best jobs in the world because we get to take all the new models home. We try them out. We review them. And not so long ago, we did bring home the Womanizer Premium, which somehow, I don't know how they do it. They changed the game again. I know. Every time, I think there's no way that it can get better. And it does. And the premium is basically everything I love about the Womanizer already, but it's got a bunch of amazing new technology and it just makes it so much better. Right. Okay. Hang on. Let's pick our favorite new feature. I mean, it uses the same 
pleasure air technology to indirectly stimulate the clitoris with those pulses of air pressure. Love them. It does. It feels like the best oral sex of your life, but there's no actual licking. Yeah, I mean, it's so good. And it has that little round silicone a cylinder that goes over your clitoris and the, those air pulses are exactly like exactly what I need. But I'd have to say my new favorite feature is probably the smart, smart silence. silence. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the smart silence is the best. You guys, here's the, the smart silence, it keeps the womanizer silent until you touch it to your skin. So it's discreet and roommates don't hear it. I know. And I have so many Jamie's roommates. Jamie's like 18 roommates that are all dudes. <laughs> right? I mean, it's amazing. So I don't know. I have to pick something different. I'm going to say that the thing I love besides the smart silent is the entire toy is all body safe silicone. And it just, it's like luxurious to hold. I know. It's really nice. I I really like it. it. Okay, Jamie, thanks for sharing my obsession for the womanizer. Of course. If any of you haven't tried the womanizer yet, now's the time to see all of them. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash womanizer. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash W-O-M-A-N-I-Z-E-R. 